guys, welcome to another episode of Perfection Unfolding with me, Kara G. I apologize in advance. My roommates are talking very loud, so if you can hear them, my bad, but I cannot control the weather. You know what I mean? And I will per- persist regardless. Um, so if they make some cameos, oops. Oh well, that's showbiz, baby. The show must go on. How are we? Happy Tuesday. Where are we at? How is life? What's been going on? This is a full moon as of, you know, in a couple hours at the time I'm recording this, a full moon in Virgo for all my astrology girlies. And I'm recording this episode a little bit early um, because I actually, as you're listening to this right now, I'm probably on a flight back to California, um, spending the weekend in Texas with my family, celebrating my sister and her baby girl. So, but like this week leading up to this full moon, I'm recording this on Friday, has been insane. To say the very least, I mean, chaos has ensued at my job um, in like every way, like in every unexpected way. Um, So that's been super fun. Uh, But other than that, like I'm pretty good. Life's been, it's been better. Um, And I'll tell you a little bit more about that in a second. But as you know, to start the show, we're going to enter our gratitude section. So Find a comfy position on your sits bones. If you're driving, just kind of take a deep breath and just relax and just breathe in and breathe out with us as you see fit. Um, We're going to do three deep breaths. So if you're new here every week, start the show off. Three big deep breaths just to ground ourselves in reality, ground ourselves in the present moment, and just sit in gratitude for being alive, being in our body, being here, showing up, listening to this podcast. So without further ado... I invite you to close your eyes if you're comfortable. And we're going to take a big inhale in. We're going to breathe in. And we're going to exhale. Big breath in. Really fill the lungs and exhale. And last one, think of something you're grateful for. Breathe in. And exhale nice and slow. Mm. Oh, gosh, that always makes me feel so much better. Like every time I start the show, every time I do the show, I always feel so much more grounded in myself anyway. Just showing up to the pod, speaking my truth. And for those of you who are new here, this is just a space where I kind of share with you in a kind of a digital diary type of way what I'm going through in my life and the tools that are helping me. And I'm I'm passing that information along to you, as well as every once in a while, we'll, we'll dive into some different philosophical topics. We'll dive into some health things. Um, it's pretty much a rigmarole of things. You get the whole kit and caboodle here. Um, that one's for you, mom. Shout out. <laughs> She's like, what a cute, what a cute phrase. We should bring back more old phrases. And I'm like, you know what? I'm on it like white on rice. <laughs> anyway, moving on. So hopefully you, you could sit there and, and think about something you're grateful for. I always want to start the show with gratitude as a part of a practice of just being alive. I think if you can do it once a week, then you can do it twice a week. And if you can be grateful for things twice a week, then you can do three times, four times, five times. And then next thing you know, like moment to moment, you're just grateful for everything around you, for who you are, for who you're with, for what you have, even for what you don't have, for all of your mistakes, for all of your 
your, you know, failures maybe. Um, and then you just live a more peaceful life. And that's the goal ultimately for me. So if that resonates, dope. Um, some things I'm grateful for, um, this week, today, <laughs> just in life, I'm grateful for my gut. I'm grateful for my intuition. She's always talking to me and I've just gotten better and better listening to her. And I'm just like, you go girl. You've always been here. I've just been the dumb dumb who hasn't been listening. I'm grateful for my mom. I'm grateful for Prasia. I'm grateful for Megan. I'm grateful for Lindsay. I'm grateful for every person who has ever supported me. I'm grateful for you who's listening to this. Um, because hopefully at the end of the day, it's not just you supporting me. This is like, hopefully you get something out of this. Hopefully there's things that I'm sharing that resonate with you, like tools that I'm, that I'm, that I'm providing that you can pick up and, and use in your own life. Um, that ultimately help you. Like that's my only goal is I just, I want my experience to, to not, it's not for nothing cause it's for me, but, but if there's things that have worked for me, that's what I want to share in hopes that like the people who it works for can find it. You know, I'm grateful for Ray Cook, one of my high school besties, um, from Maryland. I'm grateful for high school memories. This week he shared with me like these old videos of us dancing uh, in high school at this cheer, this county cheer competition. Literally so local, so specific. And we showed up to this cheer competition with a full-on hip-hop routine. We we did a, a duo, like lyrical hip-hop situation in our cheer shoes. Like it was just such a fun memory because it just reminded me, wow, that was 2012. That was 12 years ago. No. Um, no, yeah, 12 years ago, almost. And I'm still doing the same thing today. I'm still dancing. Dance still lights me up. And so that made me really happy. And it's good to just have a throwback to just some, some nostalgia. There's a lot of my childhood and my teen years that I don't remember, probably because I started drinking when I was 15, you know, um, which is a big reason why I'm sober now. Funny how that works. Um, so it's just always nice when people can can share that and we can we reminisce together even if it was only through a couple messages back and forth it just made me happy um i'm 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 grateful for reconnecting with dance again kind of through that video through last weekend through my artist date um going to the la bachata festival um i just i've been trying to run away from dance my whole life and it just keeps refinding me and i keep being re-inspired by it. And I'm just like, why am I running away from this thing that I love? That's so bizarre. So I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for reconnecting in the same vein, um, reconnecting with my talent and resilience and my focus. Um, I think there was like, I had this laser focus when I was a kid. Um, from the time I was in sixth grade all the way to probably, mm, probably stop junior year of high school. of just like, I, when I said I would do something, I would do it. I would follow through. And I, it's like, if I was on the dance team, I was on the dance team. I was at every practice. I was at every function. If I did community theater, I was there. If I did band, I was there. If I did choir, I was there. And I had this, and I never really realized that I had this kind of focus and dedication and discipline because at the same time, I felt like my life was chaos because I wasn't eating nutritious food and I wasn't getting good sleep. And I was just, I was never doing my homework on time if I did it at all. I was never studying. I was never doing any of the things that I think I was quote unquote supposed to be doing. So I felt like such a failure. And so I've, because of my ADHD and my my lack of focus in the things that I'm supposed to focus on, I, I internalized that. And I've had like a, I'm not disciplined complex my whole life. And um, it's just not true. <laughs> like, like I've said this on a couple episodes ago, like I've realized I'm the most disciplined person that I know. Right? Like, 
I've been, today was day 140, I think, of my morning pages. It was day 42 of my 2020, like, workout routine that I've been doing. Um, yeah, like, I've gotten to the point where I'll go weeks without sugar because I say, I, because I say I'm not eating it. You know, I'll go weeks, I'll just, I will, I'm more, I'm flexible with how, with what I decide I do and don't want to do. I do and don't want to partake in. However, like the discipline is there, my guy. Like, and so I'm just, I'm really proud to be reconnecting with that kind of focus. Only now it's intentional. Whereas when I was a kid, it was like out of obligation, but I still enjoyed those things that I was doing, but now it's intentional and I still enjoy these things that I'm doing. And that's the part that I'm like, yes, that's the part that's, that's helping me show that's, that's like making it easier to show up for this podcast, making it easier to to do my workout that's making it easier to eat nutritional food because not only have I reconnected with my values, but I've reconnected with that discipline. And so I'm very grateful for that. Like what, what a revelation because to go 28 years, 27 years of your life thinking that you don't have discipline and it's like your biggest crutch to then realizing that's like your greatest superpower is pretty fascinating <laughs> to say the least. And so, yeah, I'm super, really grateful for that. Um, and to to end my gratitude list, I'm grateful for the trust and relationship I've built with myself to be able to do things that I used to think were crazy. And that leads me into my life update. Drum roll, please. I'm moving back to Texas. Yes, yes, I am. It is the truth. I'm moving back to Texas. I put in my resignation letter two days ago. Well, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, so last week. Um, because... Uh, about two weeks ago, I realized I was ready to go home, but I I realized it in a very emotional way. Like I was kind of like panicky about it and kind of like, I got to get out of here. Like, like I was itching to get out of here. Like it was, my ego was like, leave, 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 leave. And so I kind of self-soothed and worked through that. And that was what was happening when I was making that let rejection redirect you um, episode because I had been applying to all these jobs and I'd literally just gone through this, this interview with this company that I was excited about back in Texas. And they rejected me because I told them my long-term goal was to be a business owner. And they were like, that doesn't align with what we want. And I'm like, what does me, what does me having a business in 10 years have to do with you now? Like what? So anyway, I'm like, no, I'm not going to be a part of your company for the rest of my life. Like, are, do we really think this is still happening? Like, are you, what are we talking about? There, there's no pension. They didn't even have healthcare. And you think I'm going to sign on for to be a lifer? You're insane. Um, and it's a shame because I was excited about that company. But that was one of those. I literally that morning when I recorded that pod, that the day I recorded that podcast, I got rejected on my third. Like I already went through three interviews, and so I was just a little bit peeved and a little bit upset. But that was kind of my way of of reframing what, what I was what was happening because I was like, listen, like. I want to grow where I'm planted. I don't want to endure my life. I want to enjoy it, right? And that's kind of been the theme of the episodes the last two weeks, right? And then, you know, I self-soothed and I kind of brought myself back and I was like, you know what? I'm here. Let me thrive here. Um, what does that look like? And so I sat down with myself and and I kind of, and my emotional wave passed, right? Because with me, I'm I'm very emotionally led. I'm not, I'm not super, I am an analytical person, but when it comes to making choices, I have to feel it out. I have to feel it out and then, you know, um, bounce it off of the logic, right? And then see, and then I find that calculated risk somewhere in the middle or that that calculated um, balance of the emotion and the logic. And so 
but I, because, because I was in that emotional wave, I had to let that settle. And I, you know, I came to, I came to my senses and I was like, no, my ego is like, leave, 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 leave. You're in trouble. You don't like it here. Nobody likes you, blah, blah, blah. And then my, my intuition was like, you're fine. Like you're going to thrive wherever you go. There is no wrong choice. Right. Because again, the intuition, she's, she's the girl, you know, she, who's just like, you know what to do. You know, it's a very calm, cool, collected. She's a very mature energy. Whereas my ego is like my little inner child who's scared shitless and like, you know, you're not getting this out of this experience, what you thought you were going to get. So you need to leave right now, you know, and she's making like, I mean, I'm frantically applying to jobs and, you know, it's just not a good vibe because she's a child. She doesn't know, you know, she's like capitalism. Eh, I don't care about that. I just need to leave. Whereas the adult me is like, you know, we have to play the game. We got to wait for a good opportunity. But then after, so once I came into my logical mind and back into like my body and into my in- intuitive kind of energy, a couple of days went by and and even though like I didn't have this emotional wave about it, like I just had this knowing of like, yeah, I'm not supposed to be here anymore. Like I got out of this experience what I needed. It's time to go. Like, let's not overstay our welcome. And I think that's something that that I did at my last nine to five, my last uh, corporate job last year is that I did overstay my welcome like two years in there and I was it was like time to move on, but I stayed three years, you know? And that last year was rough for me. It was really rough um, emotionally, mentally, not because like, not because it was in, anybody was doing anything. It was just because I was, try, I need, still needed to grow. I still had things to learn. I still had stuff to do. And so staying there for that extra year, like, nothing against the company, but it was just like, okay, like there's nothing left for me here. You know, I, I'm, I'm a person who needs challenge. I'm a person who needs to grow. I'm a person who needs education. Um, and if I'm not getting those things then I just feel kind of stuck, um, if I'm not thriving. And so here, you know, the job is very, is very easy and it was, the people are, are chill. Um, but there's nothing super exciting about it, I guess. And I'm not, I'm not a thrill seeker, but I mean, I mean, I am to a degree, but I need a little bit of a challenge. Like at least at my last job, like the job I just told you about that I was there for three years, it was a challenge for me. The actual work was a challenge. Um, and, and then, and then the environment became a challenge, but that, so then it was like two things at once. And I was like, okay, like this is, there's nothing left for me here. Um, but I think, I just think I've just known that like, I'm, I need to be on my own. I've, I've known since I was a child, since I was in third grade selling freaking friendship bracelets for money for free for like ice cream at lunchtime that I'm I'm supposed to be an entrepreneur. I'm ADHD. Like I'm, like so many successful people have you know attention deficit disorder or some kind of like you know learning disability. Like they just they just don't fit into the mold of like the regular corporate like 9 to 5 thing and I've always felt that way. And so I think I'm finally at a place where I am like actually like ready to pursue that full on like with my full chest. And um and, you know, I will find work, you know, if and when, when I need to, like, I'm, I'm not going to starve, you know, for, I'm not going to die on this hill, <laughs> but I am going to pursue it in my free time actively and intentionally. And, um, so yeah, I have, I have no backup plan. I'm just, I'm moving back to Texas, but I wrote in here in my notes, I said, I'm excited to be home, even though, even though I have no traditional quote unquote plan of action to fall back on. Something I would have needed a year ago, which I think a year ago in last June when I tried this, when I quit my my job and I went freelance full time, 
that was like me kind of doing the training wheels because it was a backup plan. Um, but I was still working for somebody else. I was still freelancing and consulting for somebody else's business, like another entrepreneur, which I'm still open to, you know, to doing, but I just had no plan of that. I had no plan. I had no vision. I had no idea what I was going, what I was going to do. Whereas now I spent three months in the mountains sitting with myself and figuring that out. And so now I know exactly what I want to do. I have so many ideas. I feel so creatively free, which is exactly what this I needed from this experience ultimately. And that's what I got. I came into the mountains. I've been enduring my winter. I've been sitting with myself every day. I've been getting still, which is the topic that we're going to talk about in this episode. And I feel like I'm on fire. Like I feel like I'm so clear on what I'm meant to do and who I'm meant to help. And, you know, even though there's some blurry parts in certain sections of my vision, they're there. And and all I have to do is just keep pursuing what I've been doing with this podcast, with my my coaching, with dance, you know, um, and it will all unfold in in, perf- in perfect timing, in the perfect circumstance, um, and I'll learn exactly what I need to learn. And I know I'm ready for this because I'm excited about it. Whereas last year, I was a little bit scared. I was more scared than I was excited because I didn't trust myself. But guess what I've been doing for the last three months, four months, five months, six months? I've been building my trust with myself. So now it's like, I've got some savings. I've got tons of skills, tons of talent and, and people who support me. Like, and who knows how many other people who can support me. I have to go put myself out there so they can find me. Um, and I trust that that's going to happen. And I think that's been the biggest piece of this puzzle. Um, I also wrote in here, you know, like what I was saying, even though I don't have a traditional backup plan to fall, to fall on, something I would have needed a year ago. I'm so excited to put my whole punani into my business ventures and see what the fuck happens. Um, I am open to, I am open to what the universe has in store for me. And I'm excited to be doing exactly what I want to do and to trust myself to do it. So that's my life update. Um, I'm moving back to Texas. How exciting. I'm excited to do more dance classes. I'm excited to do more workshops. As of today, when you're listening to this, yesterday I did two workshops in Dallas um, with some of the core people who have taken my classes before, and so I'm just excited to expound upon that. Um, I don't know exactly what that's going to look like. Again, my vision is clear, but how to how to make it happen? I'm open to like, I'm I'm open to to see how how that all plays out, how it unfolds, if you will. Um, but I'm excited. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the ground running and. Um, see what pops off. But I just, at the end of the day, I want to help people. I know that's what I'm supposed to do. I know that I knew that when I started taking my health coach course back in 2022. And I still know that now it's been almost two years, you know, about a year and a half since, since I started that, that journey and, um, almost six months since I graduated or yeah, a little over six months since I graduated from that course. So, you know, I'm still in like the training wheel stage and I'm just like, Bro, I feel like I haven't I haven't even started yet and I'm already I'm and I'm so excited. And I know it's going to be hard. I know it's going I know it's going to be difficult, but at the end of the day, like work isn't going anywhere. Right? My education can't be taken from me. My skills can't be taken from me. Yes, the job market is insane right now and absolutely bizarre. Um but work is not going anywhere. Now is the time and like the universe has been has been giving me synchronicities that go along with this. But now is the time for me to focus on me and my career and what I can do and what and what value I can bring to the world. 
I think this podcast is a part of that. I think it's a big piece. I think it's a start, you know? Um, and again, like I said, like, because I'm excited about it, that's how I know it's what I'm meant to be fucking doing. Um, so with that, I do want to share, like, I'm just going to share you what I wrote today. And, and this is, this is the topic of the episode. Um, because honestly, I had no idea what I was going to say. I had no idea. Like, and then I just sat down on my computer. I was like, I have to record the episode because I'm going out of town. You know, what's up? Like, what, what, what have I been thinking? Because when I first sat down, I was like, I've got nothing. <laughs> I mean, yes, I've got this new, I'm, I'm, you know, I've got this life update that I'm going back to Texas, but you know, what is the juice that I have to share? Like, what if I, what's like a revelation I've had or what, what are some things that have helped me? kind of get to this point because you know you could be listening to this and be like carrie you're insane like you're moving back to you quit your job you're moving back to texas you have no backup plan and for me i would have agreed with you a year ago a hundred percent i thought i was crazy quitting my corporate job last year walking into a handshake deal as a as a freelancer for a business you know that was crazy to me but it was like but it, that was like part of the risk I needed to take to get me to be able to take this risk, I think. It's a learning, it's all a learning, you know, situation. But this is what I wrote. This week, I honestly have nothing in particular to say, except that everything always works out exactly as it's meant to. There is so much power in getting still enough to listen to what your gut has to say. Listening to your surroundings and noticing what does and doesn't resonate. Tuning into reality, into the present moment, long enough to recognize it for what it is without judgment. If there was one skill that I could share with you that will change the trajectory of your life for the better, that would be it. To be still and know. To be still and recognize what is. Be still and be. Be still and check in with self. Check in with what you like and don't like with what makes you jealous, with what lights you up. Be still and take stock. Take stock of what you're grateful for, of all the hard days you've overcome and the best days you've relished in. That is the secret sauce to all of this, at least for me. To be present, to be where you are, to live in the reality around you and within you. Not in the future or past, not in a future or past that doesn't exist. It's the cure to all your anxieties and your depressions, I swear to you. The more we practice stillness, the more we get to know ourselves. The more we get to know others, the more creative we become. The more powerful and capable we feel. The more we practice stillness, the more we feel connected to the magic of the universe and nature and each other and in ourselves. For the past 140 days, I've been practicing stillness with my journal. I was shaky at first and incredibly resistant, but now that I've come this far, I've realized that I've developed a trust with myself I've never had before. It's like I've met me for the first time. The practice has shown me what I actually love and desire, how I actually feel, and pretty quickly. It's reminded me of parts of myself I've been disconnected from and has helped me move through and sit with the most uncomfortable truths I've ever come to know. Where I loved myself before, I now honor myself. All my parts and pieces, and I now honor all my parts and pieces and recognize them as perfect. 
This practice brought me to this podcast and to California and to the realization that my relationship wasn't what I thought it was. It's brought me to my creativity in a way I never thought it would. It's also brought me to writing and to accepting my purpose and to reigniting my love and admiration of dance. When I distill down everything I've gone through in my life, along my journey to discovering my authentic self, a self I will be unraveling for a lifetime, mind you, it's stillness that woke me up. Stillness that rocked my world. Stillness that shook me up and spit me out and built me back up again. Stillness brought me back to little Kara through meditation back in 2020. Stillness, staring at myself in the mirror, crying my eyes out, is what introduced me to the fighter in me who refused to give up on depressed Kara in 2017. It was stillness that gave me a giant hug while I wept myself to sleep every night for the three months following my breakup last year. Stillness has been there for me through it all. She's been the catalyst, the mentor, and the medicine for me. I'm so grateful for her. She's so patient and understanding and exists without judgment. She welcomes me with open arms and comforts me when I feel weak and sad and helpless. Every time I return to her, she always, she's always glad to see me, to know me, and to witness everything I am among everything that is. If and when you begin to pursue a relationship with stillness, it will be the most uncomfortable experience you'll come to know at first. But when you make the conscious choice to keep showing up for her, to keep showing up to meet her, to know her, to relish in her vastness, in her presence, with no agenda, but just to be, just to sit, to ask questions even, to admire her, this is when your life will be changed forever. You'll be more patient. You'll be more understanding. You'll worry less and be grateful more. You'll begin to see everything is connected and perfectly made. You'll start asking more questions. You'll experience more heartache, but also more love. You'll find yourself in flow more often than not and be more open to everything the human experience has to offer. I say all this because I'm living it. If it can be true for me and many, many, many other people before me, it can be true for you. And so that's the message of that's the message of the podcast is is of this episode um just the power of stillness. I mean, you can do all these other things. You can read the books and you can which can be meditative in its own right. You can listen to the podcast which again can be helpful. You can get tools from there. You can do all the stuff, but at some point you be you have you start just gaining so much information and never actually executing on any of it right? You just fill your brain with all these new thoughts and all this new stuff. Blah, blah, blah. But the truth is like all those tools are getting you back to stillness. They're just, they're there to help you remember that all the answers are within you. That's really it. There, there are all these things that are out there, like people telling you what this is and what that is. But at the end of the day, what resonates is, is what's true for you, right? And I think as you do this work and like, as you get more still, the, like those truths are revealed to you. Like, at least that's what's been true for me. So I can only speak from my experience and again, take what resonates and leave behind what doesn't. But what I wanted to give you in, in this episode is just that message of like, 
you can do all these things and you can, and you can like eat all the good food and you can do all the exercise and you can do all those things, which are really important. But I feel like so many of us, at least this was true for me, feel disconnected from like the, the moreness that life has to offer. Like the, the connectedness, the oneness, right? I think a lot of us who have like religious trauma, for instance, you know, when we were younger, we experienced the stillness in prayer. We experienced, we experienced the stillness in putting our attention towards one thing, that thing being God, you know, and it, it would make us so emotional and we would have this whole experience and we would believe, you know, but a church or no church, that oneness is there, that connectedness is there, but it's something you can, I can't explain to you. It's something you, it has to be felt. It has to be intuitively known and experienced. And that can only happen when you sit still. It's why when you're in nature and you and you shut the fuck up and you take your headphones out and you sit on the ground and you listen for the birds, like for me, that brings me to tears sometimes, you know, because I'll just, I'll just be like, as soon as I become present in the moment, I put my book down and I just listen to the wind or I watch the way the trees blow in the breeze. Like it's a, it's an experience. I'm like, holy fuck, I'm alive. And so is everything around me. And I'm a piece of the puzzle. And, and it's not just me, it's everything. And everything is everything. And I think it's all made of pure love. And I think this happens again for like, if you're, if you're not used to taking that stillness and practicing that stillness and sitting, you know, in and being present, if you're, if you're someone with anxiety, or if you're someone who's always in your head, and you're never in your body, like, you know, maybe you do psychedelics the first time and that's what you experience. You finally experience that, that, that feeling of being a part of everything, you know, um, of being present. Like when you're on shrooms, like you have you are present. There is nothing else happening because life is so vibrant and, and you just feel so much love and you like, you're so grateful to be alive at least that was my experience, you know, and it seems to be the experience of a lot of people on Reddit that I've read too. Um, but that might be the first time you ever feel that because it's the first time you've ever really been present. And I think, um, for other people who, who have found meditation, who have found yoga, who have found dance, you know, who have found journaling, who have found just sitting in, in, in nature bathing, right. And grounding outside, they've experienced that that peace. They've experienced that stillness. They've experienced being present. You know, being present is a choice, but it's just, it's hard to be present in our world where we are constantly being bombarded with all these things. You know, our phones are pinging. It's it's not, not a new concept of us being overwhelmed with, with media and overwhelmed with choice and overwhelmed with the programs that we've been indoctrinated with, right? You know, capitalism, the, the public school system, just all the shoulds that live in our brain, all the shame that lives in our brain, um, keeps us, you know, from, from taking, from being present, you know, we've got to, we've got to make more money and we've got to do this and we've got to be the best at this and we have to do this and that and that. And it just, it bogs us down. And then next thing we know, it's been 10 years and we're like, where the fuck did my, my childhood go? You know, like, I don't remember high school. I don't remember college. And, um, and that's what happened to me. And, and stillness brought me back. Stillness has been everything for me. It's, 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 I just, there are no words. I, 
it's something again that you have to experience for yourself and um and there's different ways you can do that and and that's what i wanted to share with you i didn't want to just share you know be still you know and then you're like how the fuck do i do that so i did i did look up um an article which these things could be very common knowledge but when you when you frame them in in the way of like you know helping you be present helping you find stillness i think it you kind of it kind of changes the way you perceive them and i think it means more especially when you know the benefits might not be as clear before as they are now you know once you hear like what what's how, how they've helped me at least so i did there was one of you know i did a quick google search and um calm.com calm is a meditation app i believe i never used it but since like people have a good time with it and i had this blog and it says nine tips to help you be more present and to live in the moment and i liked what i liked like the things that they that they recommended i've tried all of these and and yeah so i'll share them and they only they said nine tips but really there's only eight and i'm like somebody did not proofread their blog hashtag content marketing um but number one explore breathing exercises right what do we do at the top of the show we take three deep breaths and why do we do that? Because it's a grounding exercise. It's a way to ground you in the present, right? With my with my clients, I'll do um, this exercise called box breathing, which is a remarkable exercise, especially if you, have, if you have anxiety or you are like on the verge of an anxiety attack. Your breath is such an incredible tool. Like controlling your breath and like deciding when you inhale and when you exhale gives your body like so much peace it reminds you that like you're in control it helps you feel less overwhelmed and also just just expelling all of the you know negative energy out of your body feels amazing and so this exercise box breathing is where you take you take four counts up you breathe in you inhale so you inhale two three four and then you hold it at the top for four and then you hold two three four and then you exhale for four two three four and hold two three four and you do this exercise you know if you're overwhelmed if you're stressed if you realize that you just feel kind of like stuck like uh like your muscles are tight um if you're in your head like i said if you're about to have an anxiety attack i mean grounding exercises are incredible but this specifically with the breathing will you do it as many times as you need to until your body's back to to regular it literally takes your body from sympathetic from operating in your sympathetic nervous system to your parasympathetic nervous system which i'm not i think i talked about that a little bit on a couple episodes um back but you know i'm i'm not a scientist but i this is i'm being informed through my health coaching and we actually did that in one of our in, in our group coaching uh classes while I was still while still in school and it was beautiful like they would do it before every call like at the beginning of every call it would ground all of us so we'd be present we'd show up so anything that we had in our brain before you know is out you know we put that aside and now we're we're clocked in we're locked in i do those breaths before an interview i do those breaths before i you know make some kind of risky decision um as well as some other different techniques but that's the one that i like the most so try breathing exercises you could just do you know three deep breaths like we do at the beginning of the show that's fine you could do the box breathing that's fine you could just sit and just consciously like take one minute to just be present with your breath you don't have to do anything special they don't have to be deep breaths it could be regular breaths but you're just 
putting your attention on your breath and feeling your lungs expand and contract. And then maybe you, you, you clock into your heartbeat. And then maybe you start thinking about your body and like, I'm so glad I have a body. And then that leads you into this whole gratitude thing, right? And that's being present. And that, when you can start it with just your breath, can expand and expand and expand and expand and expand. That's a beautiful way to be present. It's a beautiful way to get still. And also it's a form of self-care. Like if you're not taking any time for yourself at any point during the day, the least you can do is give yourself three deep breaths. You know, make it a goal to take three deep breaths between meetings. Make it a goal to take three deep breaths, you know, when you park to go to work and then when you leave work, just to reset your your attention. Like you can do whatever you want, but that's an incredible way to to tap into presence. Um, it says reduce screen time. This is a no brainer. I think most of, you know, most of you guys who are listening are millennials and or older Gen Zers and also mom. So there are some boomers out there, (laughs) but, um, and older millennials, obviously. Um, but yeah, lessen your screen time. Not only does it give you headaches, but it messes up your circadian rhythms, to, which messes with your sleep, which if your sleep's messed up, then you're going to wake up tired and you're, then you're not going to feel creative and then you're just going to be burnt out. And it's just no, it's no bueno. So, and screen time is also just like the easiest way to dissociate from life. You know, like back in the day, there'd always be those kids in class who were always reading and, you know, reading at the very least was thought to make you smarter. But then we all found out that people were just reading like comic books and like, smut you know it's like i don't think that writing is any good uh, but that's like th- those kids were dissociating before we all had cell phones you know and um and good on them for figuring out how to do it like and be praised for it like i think they really are probably smarter than all of us um but i digress reduce your screen time like make a conscious effort or you know experiment with this right so for me m- I decided several years ago, like a long time ago, that I was never going to be on my phone during dinner. Like my phone's not even going to be out if I'm out to dinner or out to brunch or or it's going to be in my purse. My phone's in my purse. Like that's the least I could do is give my presence to the people that I love, you know, and be present in that conversation because how much more, how much better are the conversations when both people are locked in? And then you're, you're talking about this and talking about this and maybe it goes on to this creative rant, this a creative tangent this way and maybe you're workshopping ideas and or maybe you're just talking about your day and like just being tapped into like the drama that you know that's happening like that's also that can also be fun um but then with yourself you know have a little bit have a little bit of discipline too like for me i'm doing this 2020 where i'm like even though the last couple mornings i've been i have been on my phone like first thing in the morning to post content on my instagram uh you know for my business or whatever I also, I don't want to make a habit out of that because, you know, there's science behind that in terms of the first thing you do when you wake up is like your brain's in beta waves. And if you get on your phone, then it'll like inform, you know, how your brain works throughout the day. Again, not a scientist, not a sleep scientist, but just some things I've picked, some information I've picked up over over the years. It's just not good for you. It Again, the light first thing in the morning from your phone messes up your circadian rhythm. You should really be getting, getting light from the sun first thing in the morning. Um, so yeah, reduce screen time, but you are naturally going to be more apt to be to be present with less screen time. Now, if you if you reduce your screen time and you're still listening to music all the time, or you're still listening, you're still watching TV, you know, reduce your your technology to where your all your senses are available to the present moment. Because oh my god, my roommates are being so loud. I'm so sorry. 
I don't even know if you guys can hear that, but they're screaming. Um, so yeah, so number two, reduce screen time. Number three, uh, you can practice mindful movement. Oh my God. Like I've been dancing my entire life and I'm obsessed because it's a time where you can just express yourself freely. Like your brain literally shuts down. Like every time I teach a class, I say we're moving. Like when you're learning choreography, you're in your brain, you're in your logic, you're, you're learning all the moves. But as soon as that music turns on, I want you to drop from your head into your body and just go. Because that's like the best part of dancing. Like the best part about salsa dancing and 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 just partner dancing in general, at least for the follow, is that you can turn your brain off for the most part because you're being led everywhere. And it's just so much fun. And then even, even just like, it doesn't have to be dance. Your mindful movement could be walking. It could be yoga, right? Yoga, it, so many benefits to yoga because it's a mind and a body like meditative practice. Um, you When you're moving, you have no choice but to be present because you are being so intentional with where your body's going, there's no room for you to be anywhere else. Like you have to be in the moment. Um, and that's what I love about movement, you know? So maybe try a yoga practice, maybe try um, taking a dance class, maybe just move, maybe just wiggle your body around to your favorite music. That's going to put you in the present moment. It's going to put you, and you might not be still physically, but like your mind will be still and it will open you up to, and not only endorphins, but just, it just feels good. It just feels so good. So number three, practice mindful movement in whatever way that makes sense to you. Number four, take up journaling. Again, I, you've heard me talk about this freaking journaling practice, bro. Like this stuff is, it's not a game. Like, and, and it's not, it's not journaling about specific topics. It's like just, I think for at least you can journal about anything. Don't let me, don't let me, you know, limit, limit you, whatever. But I think the, just stream of consciousness writing journaling is like the best thing you can do to be present because there's so many, there's so much information we're taking in during the day. Right. And so many things that take up the space in our mind that if we were to just express them, if we were to just put, write them down, they could just live there. And then it's some, some of these things, that's it. Like that's all they needed. They just needed to be expressed and put somewhere. And now they don't, they don't bog down your brain. How beautiful is that? Um, and like I said in my in the earlier statement that I that I wrote, like journaling has been the thing that I've been doing at least in the last, you know, six ish months. That has changed my life. Like that has connected me more to myself and to everything around me than any other practice. Um, but I think that's because for me, I mean, I say that, but really, I've done all, all this whole list. You'll find I've done all this, all these things, and I do all these things. Just I just interchange them for whenever I feel called to. Um, but journaling will put you in the present moment. It'll put you, it'll put you face to face with the things that that are actually plaguing you. You know, I think we suppress so much of the things that plague us um, because we have so much to do and so much to get done, or maybe they're inconvenient to to think about or inconvenient to talk about. Um, but that inconvenience like stresses us out, and then like we just we just it just lives in our brain rent free and like takes up too much space for us to be able to be creative or to to think about other things, you know? Um, so number four, check up journaling. Number five, it says practice meditation. So meditation was the first modality that I tried, um, back in 2020, like that kind of during my, like, I would call it an awakening, my awakening to self, like that's what I was doing to that, like connected me to 
source, spirit, universe, God, whatever you want to call it, that connected me to my higher self. Um, it was like an otherworldly experience for me. Maybe I'm just really sensitive. I don't know. But it was like a big piece, a big piece of my story was was taking a meditation, at least for like a good three or four months, I would say at the very least, and then intermittently for like about a year. I think meditation is a beautiful practice. I think for me, what I found now is that like journaling is, is the meditative practice that I like the most. Dancing is the meditative practice I like the most. And then sitting in nature, which will be one of these other other um, options. But meditation, like beautiful practice. Like there's um, the young Pueblo. He's an author. He, he writes uh, poetry and he's published like, I think three or four books now. You'll see him all over Instagram. Like he's, he's got very shareable <laughs> poems. Um, I listened to a, a podcast interview that he did once. He meditates twice a day uh, for 30 minutes, once in the morning and once at night. And he, he did, I think he said something wrong. He didn't start writing until after he started his meditation practice. And like, that's the thing that, he, that where his creativity flows to him is like, he does it religiously. Like that is part of his routine. He never misses a day because like, it's like me with my morning pages. You know, I found my thing that works for me to connect me to myself, to connect me to my creativity. And that's what he's done for him. I think that's beautiful. Um, but I tried it. Yeah, I was so desperate for answers. I was like, I'll do anything, you know, but meditation was dope. Like to say, it was such a, a practice in sitting in uncomfortability. Like I remember when I first started meditating, you know, we have these misconceptions that meditation, you're supposed to clear your mind, you know, but really meditation is a practice of just letting things flow. Like things are, your, your thoughts are going to wander. They're going to be all over the place. And, but just when you become aware that you're wandering, you return to your breath and then you'll wander off and then you'll come back and you'll return to your breath. And that's just a practice of just like letting things flow, letting things be what they are. Like we being the observer of your thoughts is what, what meditation taught me. You're not your thoughts. You're the observer of your thoughts. And then you're observer of your thoughts, observing your thoughts. And then it's like you pull back and pull back and pull back. And then you start thinking, who am I? What am I? And that's, it's just like this beautiful journey. And I, I wish and hope everybody listening to this can go on that journey. Cause it's just like, ugh, life-changing. Cause it just, it removes, it, it removes like it just separates you from your ego because your whole life, you're just your ego and you're just your, your habits and you're just this and you're just that when really it's like, yeah, that's a piece of you, but that's not the whole story, you know? And once you can have that separateness, it's just like, oh, it's so empowering. Um, so yeah, so it says five practice meditation and there's plenty of apps you can find. I used to use this app called uh, mindful that had, um, meditation bells. I would just, it was a timer and it would, it would, the bell would ring at the beginning and then it would re it would ring at the end. Um, I would do, I did, I did, I would start with 10 minutes and I did 20 minutes and I got to 30 minutes. Um, and what, what I was going to say earlier is that when you first start, like I had so much anxiety, like I was so fidgety. I had never sat still before in my entire life. And so the first three or four times I tried to sit down and meditate, I, I was having like what felt like a panic attack. Like it was the worst. Like my chest was tight. My, my breath was shallow. It was so scary. Um, my ego was freaking out. And by like the fourth or fifth time, like my, it was like, I was just breathing regular. I mean, and I say this, I don't, I think it was fourth or fifth time, you know, several weeks apart. I, you know, cause it was like freaky. It wasn't a part of my routine. It was just kind of like this new thing. Um, but then once I started getting the hang of it, I was like, oh, like, this is so nice just to sit still for like 30 minutes a day. That was my me time, you know, 
back in, you know, four years ago. Whereas now my me time looks a lot different of how I take care of myself and how I honor myself. But that was where I started. So you have to start wherever feels right for you. You Just start with whatever resonates the most with you. Um, And as long as you start, that's all that matters. You just have to start and then you just practice and then you, then you stumble and you trip and you fall and then you get back up and you have revelations and then you stumble and fall and you get back up and then you have heartbreak and you stumble and fall and you get back up and you just, you're just pursuing more stillness. And with that just comes life. And, you know, anyway, it's crazy is what's going to happen is your life's going to change forever. <laughs> um, if you do any of these practices with, with any consistency at all. Um, number six, try a grounding exercise or try grounding. Um, the breathing exercises count as a grounding exercise. Grounding could be like literally grounding to the earth, right? Which if this is like a buzzword that's going around in, in lots of spiritual communities and then also in lots of just, you know, naturopathic communities of how to heal your body naturally. Grounding is essentially when you're doing it physically and literally with the earth is you have, you have to do it barefoot and you have to do it on like earth surface. So it can't be concrete. It can't be asphalt. It has to be like grass or dirt or any kind of like, it could be rocks, right? And you want to be barefoot. And what happens is that, you know, because we're humans and we're, we're running around and we're, we're, we're covered in toxic, you know, chemicals with like makeup and shampoo and, you know, there's heavy metals and, and like all the thing, all of our furniture is off gassing these like chemicals. We pick up all these free radicals throughout the day and free radicals are essentially, <laughs> and I know I'm about to get sciencey on you. Free radicals are essentially electrons with nowhere to go. So like they just live in our body, on our body, and they just wreak havoc and they just kind of fuck our shit all up. And if you have enough of them that builds up over time, then you start having these like cells that start to mutate, right? Which is what causes cancer, right? As we, we hear about free radicals with like sun, with like skin uh, damage and, and from the sun and stuff. But what happens when you when you ground on the earth, not only is it like, you know, healing, but it's healing because of the electromagnetic field on the earth. So what happens is when you ground, and I've learned this from like several scientists, also through my health coaching, what happens when you ground on the earth, the electromagnetic field of the earth, basically like... <sighs> it gives those electrons and those those free radicals in your body a place to go. Or like, so I, again, this is like the science part where I know it, but maybe I can't articulate it as eloquently as I'd like. But it like basically gives your body like an, another thing, another, is it another electron? To, so that those electrons can like pair up and then it, it instead of wreaking havoc, it actually makes like a positive energy. Does that make sense? Again, I might have butchered that. You can look up free radicals on the internet and do your own research. Please, I please, please, please highly encourage you to because again, I'm not a scientist. This is not medical advice, but that's kind of like the science behind grounding. But also it helps you just feel connected to the earth, right? But that's that's the science behind it feeling connected. So it, it does heal you because it helps transmute and alchemize those free radicals in your body. Um, and we're supposed to get at least 10 minutes of that a day, like physically grounding to the earth. Not all of us do, but, you know, when you're at the beach, the reason why you feel so chill and relaxed is because you're literally grounding to the sand, like to the earth via the sand, via the water, you know? Um, 
and you know, you spend hours out there and you're like, God, I love going to the beach. You know what I mean? And like, it just feels so good. And you're so chill. Well, that's why, because your body's literally getting this like positive charge from the earth, which is, I think, fascinating and awesome. Um, so th that's like the physical type of grounding. Whereas other type of grounding is just ways you can bring yourself back to the present moment, right? Especially if you're someone with anxiety or someone with like a mind that's always occupied. Um, there's like the breathing exercises, like the, the, the box breathing that I talked about earlier. That's a grounding exercise. I do a grounding exercise with some of my clients, um, my health coach clients where I will lead them through an exercise where like they close their eyes and they just, they just feel their arms and their legs and their tummy and they put their hand on their chest and they feel their head and they just kind of ground themselves where they're sitting, like by touching things that are physically around them. There's also a technique that this article uh, put in here. It's called the five, four, three, two, one. Um, and it says, and it's basically where you take a moment and you name five things you can see around you, four things you can feel, you can touch or feel three distinct sounds you can hear, two things you can smell, and one thing you can taste. And it, this is just an exercise you can you can use to bring you back to your physical sensations, right? Again, taking you from your mind into your body. That's really what grounding is. And honestly, that's what all of these kind what all of these um especially uh, the mindful movement, what most of these exercises are doing is getting you out of your head and into your body because your body is present, right? Your body has no choice but to be pumping your blood at this exact second and opening and closing your lungs at this exact second. Like your body doesn't live in any other time and space. It lives present always. And so it's easier to ground yourself, you know, in your body if that's something that works for you versus maybe a journal, for instance, which you could still be considered being in your head, right? Um, so yeah, so you can try grounding exercises or just, you know, go outside, which leads me to number seven, spend time in nature, right? Nature bathe. That's like a, a term I heard, I think a year or two ago. And I was like, I love that. I love that it's called nature bathing, just bathing and basking in nature and in the sunlight. And I mean, hell, you could even nature bathe in the winter if you wanted. Um, the sun's still there, you know, it still counts. Um, nature's still beautiful and she's always talking to me. Um, but yeah, like spend time in nature, not just because it's fascinating uh, to look at the trees and the birds and stuff, but, you know, also to ground to physically in your environment. Um, again, nature doesn't live anywhere else except for in the present moment. Like those roots are growing right now. Those trees, like the, the, the trees are, are hibernating for winter right now. Like they don't live in the past or present. They live right now. So it's like you can focus it's like easier to be in the presence of nature, you know, cause it's, it has no agenda. And I think that's, that's beautiful. And then the last one it says in here is to schedule creative time, which I put in parentheses schedule play, which goes hand in hand with my artist dates and, you know, reclaiming my, my, my create, my creative inner child. Um, she loves to dance. So it's like all of these can coincide, you know, you can choose to not have your phone in nature and to to journal and dance and meditate barefoot on the ground and you'd be doing all these things at one time because you're naturally breathing and grounded whenever you're doing some mind, mindful movement so you could you could do all these all at one time if you wanted but these are just some of the classic you know options maybe you've heard them maybe you haven't but these are tools you can use to help get more still to help be more become more present in your life and um they're all tools that I've used and I I can highly recommend all of them 
because they all work. <laughs> um, you can just kind of pick and choose when you want to use them. And my final thoughts slash antidotes is I've tried most of these modalities. And honestly, I bounce between them on any given day, depending on the mood I'm in. And also what I feel my body and my needs at that moment. Whether you pursue stillness and being present through traditional meditation, going on long walks without headphones, or free flow writing, uh, whatever you choose, keep choosing it. It doesn't matter how you show up for stillness, just that you do. And that's that on that. And with that, oh my God, I love that I'm like keeping this, it's like so short and cute, like a little hour, I love it. With that, I'm gonna leave you with some affirmations. And as always, I'm going to say them uh, in first person and I invite you to, to hear them for you. I love being still. I am open to the lessons and information that comes with the stillness I choose. I receive abundance of the universe with open arms. I am excited to know myself more fully and step into my power. I love being present in my life. I'm excited to open my eyes to the realities of my life and witness them without judgment. I can do hard things. I am capable of anything. I am light. I am love. I am magic. I love you. Thank you. And so that's today's show, guys. I hope you enjoyed. I really, I like, I like, you know, kind of writing and seeing what comes out of me and sharing that kind of off the cuff. Um, and hopefully you do too. That being said, as always, like this podcast. There's also um, an option on Spotify, if it's soon on Spotify, to tell me how you like the show. Like it says, what do you think about this episode? Please fill that out. It sends it to my email and I get to see it and I get to hear feedback that you guys have about the show. Um, all I have are statistics right now. So I would love to have some like real words from you guys of like the topics you want to hear about, um, the segments that you like the most. Do you like the deep dives? Do you like the longer episodes? Do you like the shorter episodes? Let me know. You can email me at perfectionunfoldingpod at gmail.com. And I would love to, you know, you know, talk about maybe the question you asked on the show. Um, offer any advice if you've got questions. Um, know that the website is coming along. However, I am moving back across the country, so it's coming slowly but surely, but I promise you when I launch it, it's going to have so many goodies on there that you guys are going to like, you're going to love it. I'm, and I'm, and I say that and I mean it and it's so exciting. Um, that being said, like the show, rate the show five stars. If you, if you love the content, um, review it if you're on Apple Podcasts. And you can follow the show on Instagram at Perfection Unfolding Pod. I told you I will start recording the shows this week. Not so much, but the next episode, I promise you, it's going to be, I'll be recording shows. I'll be posting clips. I'll be the content manager of my dreams um, and of yours, hopefully. And yeah, I'm excited. You can also check out my my website. That's not going to be my website for very much longer, but carriagecoaching.com if you're interested in one-on-one -on -one coaching. I do life coaching. I do health health coaching, relationship coaching. And soon it'll be much, much more. So how exciting is that? I'll leave you guys on a cliffhanger. Um, I love you guys. This has been another episode of Perfection Unfolding with me, Kara G. And I will talk to you next Tuesday. Okay, bye.